0: Garbage in Garbage out Garbage in Hello, hello! all you gigalows Welcome to garbage in, garbage out. I'm your host Kelton, and I'm joined as always by my amazing co-host Grift. How's it going, buddy?
1: Man, I'm just happy to be alive. Uh, I barely made it out of the Travis Scott concert with my life. I felt, I felt <laughs> the presence of Satan there, and I'm just glad, uh, you know, that I, you know, had enough light within me to to overcome the dark forces.
0: Oh, I see. Is that what we're supposed to call those people? The dark forces? I don't think you can say that anymore. Um, that oh. seems controversial. Oh, no to say the least. Oh,
1: no. You know me. Fast and loose with my language here.
0: <laughs> the important thing is that unlike Travis Scott, when something horrific happens, you know to just stop talking and not continue on with the set. Yeah. Although, uh, <laughs> mad props to Bro, that. I, I, know, I
1: know we're going to get into that later, but just that one video of the guy being carried out, like basically they have to crowd surf this like unconscious body out and then you just, the camera just pans up and Travis Scott is just on like, so, like floating on top of some pedestal just like like moaning in auto-tune and like I know like I can I can see I can see why people are going towards the Satan route because it was it was pretty spooky doesn't
0: help the cause any <laughs> no, certainly you know I can imagine his agent like okay now you are getting more streams but they're from people who think you worship Satan so very conflicted here about what's occurring on the Spotify analytics yeah, I'm, my god I'm, I'm
1: looking forward to the inevitable uh, QAnon cross crossover at some point.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, there's already the, the Q Aaron with, uh, Aaron Rodgers deciding that mud water and good vibes from Shailene Woodley was enough, <laughs> uh, to claim to not be vaccinated and then deceive the whole organization. So, you know, much respect to him, uh, across the board on that committing to the bit, I think is, uh, what I'll call it. But, uh, to, to pivot though, this is our first official episode, uh, with this new format. So I just want Want to give people a brief overview of how it's going to go down. So instead of one long recap and review of one movie, we're actually going to be pivoting to a more rapid fire approach that allows us to cover 15 entertainment topics and stories. So we'll be doing a full recap and reviews for bigger tentpole movies that we also have access to uh, day and date, but we can talk more about that at the end of the show. We also have a couple of other announcements, so certainly we'll appreciate it if y'all stick around in the meantime though we will set the timer we got three minutes on the board so now it's time for us to talk about our big story which is of course eternals eternals came out congratulations it's made over 161 million dollars at the box office for a giant mcguffin hunt where uh it ends in like a, a inverse Skybeam explosion thing congrats uh, it's the movie that could. Were you a fan of uh, the news surrounding this film, Grift, or do you not support female POC directors?
1: You know, as as a problematic poster like myself, uh, you know, I I, I have to. Um Attune the grift to certain narratives. So yes, I am not a fan of the Eternals, uh, only because it features, um, you know, gay characters. It features people of color. It's made by a female director. Like you know, these the, these are all things that we're not allowed to support online. So, no, certainly it not. It has it has nothing to do with just Marvel's latest attempt at uh, commercial tie-ins and just a, like a a filled superhero origin story that just from from what I'm hearing has just some truly baffling scenes like one of the all-powerful god characters being like being sorry for building the atomic bomb
0: that's right exactly (laughs) who could we ever forget that story of course will become out in the Christopher Nolan biopic uh, Oppenheimer so I can't wait for that <laughs> yeah. inevitable crossover. Uh, yeah, this movie is fucking insane from the the hype and the anti-hype surrounding it. Because obviously, there's a tangent of people who are review bombing it and uh, the claiming that it has like this L- you know anti-LGBTQ agenda, uh, or rather they have it, and so they're trying to to put that onto the movie. But in like a more larger perspective here, uh, th- this film isn't even getting good reviews among the mar stands like this is too weird too out there but also too boring which I think you can't be weird and boring at the same time uh, it, it just doesn't mesh well as an aesthetic
1: I mean this thing is apparently so bad that it I mean, Disney obviously pays off all these critics on Rotten Tomatoes and it can't even break 50%. No, <laughs> like, it, it certainly pathetic. can't.
0: No, I mean, in fact, uh, for our next story, we'll we'll be talking about something that's tangentially related to that. But I keep thinking that if this big blockbuster film had come out as originally planned before Nomadland had come out, I'm not sure Chloe Zhao would have actually won an Oscar because the stink of this movie is something that can really kind of Taint careers. Uh,
1: uh, old was a movie about a beach that that makes you old. This is a movie about a beach that uh, makes bad CGI.
0: Yes. Oh my God. I think that's a, a pretty apt <laughs> way to sum it up there. For so uh, the next thing that I uh, wanted for us to mention for this uh, this next topic is the rise of what is being called five quadrant movies, aka the four quadrant uh, aspect everyone's familiar with. You know, uh, adult men, adult women, uh, child boys, child girls. I sound like a robot when I say that, but, uh, whatever. Uh, but this fifth quadrant that's rising up is actually the corporate tie-in element here. And that's something I wanted to mention because while this movie might have been a uh, disappointment at the box office, only quote unquote, raking in 161 worldwide, it had over a hundred million dollars of corporate tie-in. So that really helps salvage the floor. Uh, And so I'm also sure that the score is going to inevitably climb up as more critics see it uh, because if you kind of look at the way Rotten Tomatoes works, initially all the the reviews come from different organizations and uh, different review sites. But as more people from the same review site watch the movie, they can, in, in essence, astroturf the movie to make the, the uh, percentage point climb up if they so choose, which I have a feeling they will be starting to really do a push on over the next month or so for all the Disney stand types out there to get as many people from those uh, outlets to go ahead and leave a review for Eternals, rate it fresh. Let's try and get it over 50% for the love of god.
1: Just like some of these corporate tie-ins are so baffling. Like is the handling on the new Lexus so bad that Kumail Nanjiani needs to take steroids to get the steering wheel under control? <laughs> like what the what the fuck? Like like what does anything what does Eternals have to do with Lexus? Like it's 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 baffling. Like nobody nobody's Sees gods driving this car and then feels the urge to go out and purchase like a $50,000 cross SUV, like crossover SUV.
0: Yeah, it, it also, I think, and this might be a negative stereotype here, but you're wildly over on the buying power of the average Marvel fan. Like, ah, yes, <laughs> yeah. all those Marvel <laughs> fanatics who didn't blow their money on Funko Pops, they're going to buy a Lexus now because of this ad. Like, who, who has changed their mind about it? Now, like McDonald's, I can understand. The L.A. Rams tie-in that they tried to do was a little weird because it also was like, y'all are immortal beings. It just feels like, why would you care about football of all things? But, you know, whatever. The Geico commercial was cute, I guess, so.
1: I mean, like the efforts to make these, these what are supposed to be gods, like relatable, it's just embarrassing on all fronts. And like, particularly some of the reviews coming out about this, pointing out the fact that it keeps like the, the, the quippy Marvel dialogue in and it just doesn't fit with the um, tone at all. So, like, uh, honestly, just more proof that every movie should be like Dune, Deadly Serious, takes its (laughs) source material with true weight, and then that's the the mark of a a true blockbuster.
0: That's the only way, I think, that that can properly work. Otherwise, we get... Joss Wheaton's Justice League and knockoffs therein. It's uh, <laughs> it's not great. But uh, let's talk about more superhero movies, huh? Uh, let, let's oh. talk about a new trailer that dropped, well, six t- days ago from the time of this recording. But uh, Morbius has a new trailer. And uh, I guess we get to watch Jared Leto as a man bat. Not cool. Batman, a man bat. Yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> uh, he's called Morbius the living vampire, but he only has powers like from bats like echolocation and he can fly like he doesn't turn into a bat not that i've seen so i'm very confused about what he actually is uh on in terms of power levels here
1: a lot of this trailer was like it felt like you were like rewatching batman begins <laughs> with like, guy goes down into the cave and the bats explode out. But like, when are when are we gonna get a Batman with bat powers? Ah. Like, isn't, isn't 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 there a, a series in the comics where he actually has like some sort of bat abilities or something? Or maybe I'm just sure remembering. DC has done <laughs> yeah. everything.
0: Like they have yeah. milked yeah. every <laughs> single utter of the Batman teats <laughs> so much. There's like a uh, what if Batman existed in 1800s London and fought uh, Jack the Ripper? Like you know, come. on. Yeah. <laughs> They, they have, uh, they've just kind of kept going for here, but what uh, if,
1: what if Batman ate Catwoman's pussy? mm,
0: See, those are the real questions of our time, larger philosophical questions that I think only the writer of gods of Egypt and power Rangers and Dracula untold could answer in this Morbius trailer. Cause I mean, I like as much as I want to say, Oh, well, this is a guilty pleasure movie. That's just been scrubbed out of my brain, like as a term, because this is just a throwback to shitty 90s superhero movies, and I'm not sure it's going to be as fun as the trailer itself was because i think like when you're watching something for 2 minutes that seems really cool but once you hit that 2 hour and 15 minute runtime you're like oh my god this i hate this so much
1: this looks like what would happen if venom took itself seriously like venom those movies know to keep keep the runtime relatively short and to not try to imbue the the <laughs> movie with too much like weight to it and like but this just looks a little too like self-serious for its own good self-serious
0: and- from jared leto come on now what, what? Like, oh. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that, that we can really trust him i'm waiting though for the like the team up cuz i saw michael keaton in the trailer and so they're going to do like a sinister 6 movie and uh, man, that's going to be weird to see Venom and Morbius trying to pal around a little bit and quip to each other. not going to be go- a good time.
1: Yeah, I wasn't expecting a, a, a Birdman crossover, but <laughs> you know, I don't, who knows how it'll go. <laughs> it's the only way to bring
0: back Emma Stone into the Spider-Man universe. Uh, it's the, the tie over there. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is nice to to see this element of, I, I want to say, fantasy of, of wonder because... <laughs> the next trailer that we have is for something called Station Eleven, which is a limited series coming to HBO Max about, stop me if you've heard this one before, a pandemic has uh, ripped through the entire world and eliminated vast swaths of the global population.
1: God damn it. Now these
0: survivors have to band together and work together. This is another goddamn show uh, in this tier. And uh, I understand that it's based on a book that came out in like the, the mid 2010s, but the reason that's getting produced is because yeah. there was a pandemic, and they're like, "Well, time to cash in, I guess."
1: I don't think anybody wants to see movies about the plague right now. No, like it's it's the last thing that anyone wants on their screens. Like, there's a reason. Like, obviously, the reason they gave in the, the in the new succession. Uh, uh, season was that rich people weren't affected by the pandemic, so it doesn't reference it. But like more m- media productions should take a cue from them and just completely ignore it. And just because no one wants to think about this shit right now.
0: Are, like, are you saying they shouldn't do what Brooklyn 99 did and have like an awkward pivot where the entire police force starts to be like weirdly anti cop and then bring up uh, relevant social issues in every episode? Are you saying that wouldn't be a good ploy? for uh, TV shows to do.
1: I mean, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine's case, they should have just had all the police officers quit because they refused to get the vaccine. Yes, that's exactly
0: right. That That's what they should do. I still love that stat, by the way, where it was like 15,000 officers complained, but ultimately only like 30 ended up quitting. Uh, It it was just, just, you know, it it was a delight to see. I don't think Brooklyn Nine-Nine would be able to handle it. And more importantly, I don't give a fuck about a pandemic show. So congrats, HBO Max. Yet another show that I'm sure is acted the hell out of it has amazing writers and production and pacing but the initial sell I just am not interested in and uh, I don't think I ever will be And just that one fucking
1: line at the end of the trailer that was like that was like oh there's, when you think back on it these were like the best days of our lives it's like no no <laughs> one unless you're a f- sick freak who loves to stay inside and never see the sun like the the pandemic was an awful time and it, it was like it, it, you're not going to look back on it with fond memories and nostalgia just <laughs> read the
0: fucking room <laughs> maybe the light was said by the villain or like uh, someone who was severely agoraphobic and they're like it was great yeah. we were all equal for once yes i i felt the empathy surrounding me i oh, don't know it's it's not a good thing uh so i'm glad we don't have to talk about that anymore because now it's time to talk about uh, a true thing, a true cinematic experience. And that's a trailer for a film called 8-Bit Christmas, also known as A Christmas Story for Gen X fucks. Uh, that, that's exactly what it is. Like, instead of a Red Rider BB gun, they're going after, like, an Atari or a Nintendo uh, entertainment system. Which, it, it feels weird, because, like, I know, like, the, the BB gun was a product right you know like it was yeah. a real thing that came out but to feel like well at the end of the day everyone's going after this video game system it just has enough of a different vibe where it's much more in line with consumerism and yeah like yeah. in the trailer there was a couple of cool parts like where you're watching the kids I guess they're doing like a charity drive or something and whoever wins the charity drive they get the uh, the console and so they end up just you know uh, having a free-for-all essentially for it and trying to do schemes to each other like that would be a fun thing if that was the movie but I have a feeling that's only going to be like a maybe 15 minute segment on the whole thing and uh, I'm I'm not sure that's the critique of capitalism that I want from my 8-bit Christmas trailer uh, it just doesn't seem good
1: yeah, I mean this this seems like one of those movies that is just going to be like a series of montages like we saw in the trailer. And mm-hmm. it already based, you watch the trailer you've seen the movie. It's, it, it you know, trailers don't like I mean they've been doing this for a while. This is nothing new, but like they when you when you give away the whole movie and you know basically like giving like literally running the three act plot structure through the trailer. Yes. Like, why would you then go out and see this movie? Unless you're like, like you said, like a Gen Xer who's deeply invested in the nostalgia of particularly the, the branded p- corporate product of like a Nintendo gaming system.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I can't imagine a kid being super excited to be like, well, I can't wait to find out what my parents were like back in the the mid 80s. Yeah, that's cool. And it had just enough like winks to the adults in the audience, so to speak that made me feel like this was going to be fairly insufferable the entire time. Um I'm not saying that it will for sure be bad like I'm sure there are worse things you could put on while relatives are over for the holidays, but uh th- this is uh, the definition of playing it safe and just, you know, uh, just going for like a five out of 10, like that's the maximum ceiling this movie can be.
1: Yeah. And it's going to probably end up being one of those superficially anti consumerism, you know, the meaning of Christmas is family and friends or whatever. But, but oh the fact God. that the entire thing is tied to a specific brand of gaming console just that's that's all you need to know
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. you you don't get to pull that shit at the end after you've given it 90 straight minutes of uh marketing ad plugs the entire time Now uh the, the next trailer that we have here is for a boy called Christmas. Okay, that's right back- to back Christmas uh, things we're we're going two X's here in a row. XX miss uh, no, this is a Netflix movie it's coming out and we're getting to discover the origins of Christmas. Watching a little kid named Nick go through his city and go try and venture into the forest to figure out what Christmas is all about. Did I summarize that right? Yeah, like just why did this movie need to exist? Like
1: just just go watch, <laughs> just go watch the original Santa Claus is coming to town. You get you know the the, the, the <laughs> classic stop motion animation. You get the the weird '60s psychedelic musical interludes. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 great. It's a classic. Uh, and the, just why this? Why does this need to exist?
0: Well, and it's not even like I could say. Well, from a technical angle, this looks amazing. Like, the, the whole thing, it looks like it's a knockoff of, like, a made-for-TV Pixar. You know those, like, Shrek Halloween things that they will put yeah. on from time to time? Like, it's that level of animation where I'm just like, okay, you guys wanted to make a Christmas movie, and it's from the makers of the Christmas Chronicles saga so sure i guess like you know it's a solid christmas property but i do wonder what they're thinking like are kids just going to be watching this on loop over and over is there just going to be like a hidden message at the end that's like well the real meaning of christmas was adding on an extra netflix plan at 17.99 a month it's worth it tell your friends and family about it that's the best way to spread (laughs) holiday cheer i don't know i i but like, yeah. it just rang incredibly hollow to me, and it didn't seem inventive in any way. Like when the the in the forest there's a magical reindeer, and I was like, I wonder where this is going. And then you see it in the trailer, like what you were talking about, Grift, of the yeah. entire 3X structure is laid bare. Because he jumps on Blitzen. Whoa, that's his name. And then they, they fly he off. can fly? Yeah. They, they can fly now? Oh, they fly now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <They> fly. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, I mean... I'm a good way to summarize what this this trailer yeah it, it was it gave away the whole plot again and also just had, had a very big like polar express energy I wish, I wish i
0: wish because polar express goes down in that uncanny valley that only gets worse with age but like weirdly the nostalgia makes it better so it's this weird j curve that exists with it this i hope will just be forgotten at the bottom of the ocean. So, it, uh,
1: it, yeah, I mean, and at least Polar Express gave us those great Uncanny Valley CGI kid memes. Oh God, yes, the soulless <laughs> yeah.
0: eyes of a child.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. that's what oh. happens once a kid is uh, goes to one Travis Scott concert. Unfortunately, that's the yeah. same look in their eye.
1: <laughs> no, there's literally like a meme where it's the Polar Express kid, and it's like every Travis Scott fan looks looks like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're not wrong. They're not wrong. Oh man. Uh, well, I guess you know, we should keep on talking about kids. That's not a quote that I'm sure will be bad to play out of context in any way. <laughs> the Stranger Things season four trailer. It's Stranger Things West Coast Avengers style. They're They're in California. It's 1986, but everyone's dressing like it's the early 90s. Cause these kids look like fucking freaks. They're all grown up, but they're only supposed to be like a year older. Yeah,
1: it's it's uh, fast times at Ridgemont High, Stranger Things edition. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't don't give the weird 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 Millie Bobby Brown fan base something to look forward to. Okay, Gravel, Oh God. Like, yeah, yeah, let's not I, let's not because uh, Drake Drake, if you're listening, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's 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 uh, it's already too late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: the, well, watch the trailer i did appreciate how it wasn't in like the neon soaked rural town in indiana so that was cool but i also (laughs) could tell that it seems like only like the first two episodes are gonna be in california so i would imagine since this is coming out in the summer the next trailer is going to wind up showing more of what happens like at the mid-season when they're back in I was about to say back in Pawnee, but what? Where? What's the name of the town from Stranger Things? Can we just call it Stranger Things, Indiana?
1: Yeah, I I don't remember. Like, I mean, I remember enjoying the first season, and then I watched the second season. It was just kind of derivative, and then the third season, I made it like one episode in, and it was like, oh, this is gonna be this is basically like Stranger Things Russia Gate. Oh yeah, come on, and like you you had you had you had the little black girl. uh, I- explaining Reaganomics for the viewer, uh, like, uh, and and I will not be checking this out. But and and you can tell for the the, the California shit, they went, they just oversaturated the light so much. Like, it, having having lived out in California, there is like a certain like light that 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 it's. Films and thing like and stuff always tries to capture, it. and it just looks like they like double down on whatever filter that is. To well, be because like, this looks this. like something from
0: The OC. It's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. It's like one of those <laughs> yeah. shitty CW shows where you are like, I'm just not sure Skyler likes me. How can I tell? What's the deal? <laughs> um And, and I, I, I don't know. Like looking at Will as he's like seven foot three walking around, <laughs> being like, I'm just a normal <laughs> high school freshman. It's just like uh you make evan Hansen look age appropriate by comparison Will. like (laughs) it's wild Uh. to see i can't wait for them all to be like 30 years old and then they're like well we're finally done with high school i'm glad we can all become adults like i don't know how hard would it be to do a time jump just make it the late 90s everyone has nostalgia for this era anyway so put on some pearl jam and make it happen
1: yeah, they've already done like three seasons of eighties nostalgia. It's it's time to time to move on to the next decade.
0: Yeah, come on, Netflix execs, it's free advice. You can mine mine it. Okay, uh, I I believe in you, but uh, Netflix executives they might be a little distracted because they are going all in on this upcoming uh, Red Notice show. It is, or show, movie starring The (laughs) Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. It's uh, $200 million minimum as a projected budget. The director, as well as the editors, came from Central Intelligence and Skyscraper. The cinematographers from Independence Day Resurgence. And the production designer came from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, as well as Assassin's Creed. So, with that in mind, Grift, uh, does the trailer make sense? Does uh, Does the news make sense? of why they're doing such a large marketing push
1: I mean this looks like absolute shit <laughs> and like
0: <laughs> just
1: like what they're, they're, they're trying to steal like Cleopatra's eggs or something and there's just like no stakes to this thing and it's it, it's I, human auto-
0: trafficking grift uh, Cleopatra's yeah, eggs oh, okay. you see yeah the...
1: like and, and, and like just like it's so hard to make like a good action comedy these days because the, the formula has been so done to death and like and and there's always just diminishing returns on this format and like i'm trying to think like when was the last time there was like an actual like good sort of action comedy that Ah. was actually like enjoyable to watch and it's it's really really tough to to conjure one to mind i don't know
0: because superhero modes have have kind of killed it like if you're gonna make an action comedy it's basically just marvel quippy you know like it's not or
1: are, you, or are, you, or are you making like Venom or something
0: yeah yeah it's, it's just kind of where it's all kind of layered in like weirdly the first one that comes to mind is Spencer Confidential which is a Mark Wahlberg action movie that was total dog shit so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to recommend that but yeah I, I also can't really take Gal Gadot as the villain seriously oh uh, God. <laughs> like Wonder Woman 1984 killed any chance I had of wanting to have her as a an actress perform more than like three lines in a film like it it absolutely does not work so the fact that like she's this mastermind just i don't know know. just have her speak in israeli or whatever language she actually speaks in and then give us subtitles because maybe the delivery will be better that way go go for the
1: controversy make the villain israeli (laughs) Yeah. Get it. Get it uh, banned from all the states that have um, anti BDS laws on the books. Like (laughs) just gin up that controversy. Like it's, it would, it would, I, I, I'm willing to like bet hundred percent that this thing going to fall flat on its fucking face.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be one of those movies where we see Netflix say like more people watch this than any other Netflix movie. You find out it's because like they selected the auto play feature to automatically push and auto start <laughs> this film so you know the first like five seconds that everyone ends up accidentally watching like that's what they're going to count to their analytics point
1: it's going to take the streaming record away from bird box oh no <laughs> using those metrics you, you can't do
0: that sandy bullock didn't suffer through bird box to to have that be the case you know it's it's not fair to her well uh the next topic that we have it's a it, it, it was a tragedy i'm going to put it that way and then the internet being like our weird sociopathic selves have turned it into jokes and i'm talking of course about how uh, at astral world eight people died uh it was basically january 6th but for people who play fortnite and um <laughs> you know what one of the people who died was with uh he was crushed to death uh trying to save his fiance. and so like while i want to joke i do feel like i uh need to have a bit of reflection here because I used to think that Travis Scott fans were all lonely virgin losers and this proves me wrong so I would like to state that I was wrong about you collectively Travis Scott fans also r.i.p to a real one because uh no dude is ever going to measure up to him uh like no no matter what when that awkward first date happens of like so why'd your last relationship end oh my god he was crushed (laughs) to death at a Travis Scott (laughs) concert (laughs) saving me like ah fuck ah Now I'm definitely going to have to not cheat on her. Ah, oh, this sucks oh. so bad. You know? Well, but-
1: Kelvin Kelvin, thank you for saying that little piece there. And, you know, th- thank thank you for the apology. Because as a Travis Scott fan myself, <laughs> uh, you know, like, I, I'd i like to think that I'm not a, a, a virgin, lonely loser. But, I mean, then again, I am on the internet calling myself Griff. So you never know, <laughs> um, but like, like, yeah, it's, I mean, this, this whole thing is just the perfect storm of shoddy um, event promotion management uh apparently like the the the, um, e- the medics didn't know how to do cpr the crowd uh crowd control wasn't set up so that people wouldn't be literally crushed in like a gigantic human wave of bodies so like obviously like all the all the satanic ritual memes they're 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 fun and people are actually it's it's crazy like seeing people actually getting mad that people are dropping these like Semi uh, or like semi ironic uh, Satanist <laughs> takes, but then just like the pushback against it and acting like this is some really important discourse that it's fucked up that everyone on Twitter is like is 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 scared of Satanism. It's like, dude, chill out, have fun with the memes, drop some uh, Baphomet Pentagram merch. Yeah, just just, lean, vibe, just vibe with it,
0: lean into it a little bit. You know, like all the yeah. people who died were unfortunately under the age of 30. So, you know, this is uh, uh, Zoomers—they're uh, not safe at their schools because of gun violence. They're not safe at concerts because they might just, you know, get trampled over uh, by each other. So uh, I'm just waiting to see like what this next event is going to be. But long story short, maybe we shouldn't have the mayor from Jaws running a uh, Live Nation event with Travis Scott. I, it just doesn't seem like a good idea overall.
1: I'm looking forward to the Astro World's uh, 2021 Memorial in Fortnite.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a weird emote that all of a sudden, you know, it's where you dab, but thoughtfully. I think, is, uh, is is what you want here. But to talk a little bit, uh, I guess, about the, the satanic ritual, our next story is uh, about the Foo Fighters. They have a movie coming out starring all the members of the band, and it's going to be a horror comedy. It's called Studio 666, and uh, I'm just going to read you a brief synopsis, Grifton. Stop me when you have some commentary here, okay? Oh, yeah, go off. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> it's about what happens when the Foo Fighters, written and in C- mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their 10th studio album. David Grohl is creatively blocked when the evil forces in the house sink into his consciousness, the creative juices begin flowing, but so does the blood. Dun, dun, dun. Obviously, a, a wonderful idea for a movie, but with the World news, uh, what do we think the mainstream release strategy is going to be with this? Because this certainly doesn't help the, it was a satanic ritual by then uh, saying, well, check out Studio 666, now available video on demand. <laughs> well, I-
1: like first of all who the fuck asked for a Foo Fighters movie we all like, did where, Grift we where, all did where is where is the market for this for this like you know usually uh, bands will re- or artists will release like promotional movies about themselves like at the height of their fame and that's sort of like the inflection point for when they start to go down but like when, when were the Foo Fighters biggest like 1999 I mean like, when like, they dude, were
0: Nirvana like, I think Yeah.
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, when, when Kurt Cobain was still alive yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but like yeah i don't mean, know but on but i think they might try to market it as the you know you're you're seeing a lot of discourse being like ooh this you know people never would have died in a mosh pit at a rock show or a metal show because these bad hip hop fans don't don't know how to behave themselves the you unruly look at, look, masses
0: look, that they are you know the hip hop fans quotes are just more prone to violent actions you see uh, yeah. yeah that that discourse <laughs> Jesus Christ Um, I, I don't know I think that uh, a Foo Fighters movie would be great you know it's a good double feature uh, for. We're all Gen X families because you watch 8-bit Christmas with the kids, you send them to bed, and then you watch Studio 666. Uh, right in front of you and led gf before uh uh epic sexy time am i using their like cringe reddit language right oh it's been so yeah long. no
1: that's that's right on point okay. um, but i'm just looking <laughs> like as a millennial this stuff has no nostalgic purchase with me so i'm just looking forward to shitting all over these jet x nostalgia vehicles
0: um it's gonna be so yeah. good so pure <laughs> <laughs> just uh I, it's gonna be wonderful also because like the horrifying reality is what if it's okay like what if it is just kind of like well it's four musicians that all know each other they're all kind of just having a fun time and then you know uh the movie it's not great it's not bad but they all just had a blast doing this and you're like ah I can't hate on it too much. Uh, It 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 won't be that, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it might be more like Tenacious D and and less like uh, The the Haunted Mansion.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Let's (laughs) let's raise the bar to that level of Tenacious D. All right. The next topic that we have is uh, HBO Max and Discovery Plus are soon to become one mega service. Yay for corporate conglomeration! Uh, I mean, we all knew it, I guess, when uh, HBO or I'm sorry, Warner Media was bought by Discovery uh, because you know HGTV owns HBO, I suppose, is uh, the way it goes. But the CEO of Discovery said during an earnings call that this would make for an incredibly attractive tech buffet for consumers to pick from which is uh, just, I mean, one of the most outdated things, you know. You're trying to be something in a pandemic, but you're talking about <laughs> a buffet, something that no one has been to in a year and a half. Or if they have, they've all gotten horrible, horrible food poisoning. They don't know why. It's probably because they live in Midland America and kept ordering sushi. Again, not speaking for personal experience here. Um, it, it just seems like it's a uh, not a good mixing it's I don't know it it's like tuna and jelly I guess it it just seems like two very different offerings what's on Discovery and you know the the home improvement channel and series versus what you can find on HBO Max
1: yeah you know I, I think I think HBO Max was just or Warner Media or whatever the fuck was just they they were going after the incredible graphic design of that Discovery Plus mm, logo mm. they 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 really saw the the superior brand imagery there and wanted to bring it under that umbrella and who knows maybe maybe they can actually fix the maybe they can bring over some developers from the discovery plus team to like fix their fucking streaming platform that crashes (laughs) like five times an episode
0: (laughs) i can't wait because it's going to be called like discover hbo like i have a feeling that's going to be the name of it and uh, maximum discovery mm, mm, see there we go yeah I, I like it. It's just going to be an issue. I think as people are trying to discover, well, what exactly, uh, well, what's the cost? Cause eventually they're going to bundle it together. So is it going to be yeah. still like 10 bucks a month? Or is it going to be like 15 bucks a month, even though all I really wanted was HBO. So why the fuck am I now paying more for this? It's just cable 2.0, I guess with bundling
1: people are just going to be like rooting through the line items of their cable bill and discover a new, like $10 a month charge. <laughs> (laughs) for whatever conglomerate of,
0: like, amalgamation this this thing is. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I mean, like, have you checked out Discovery Plus by any chance? No, never in my life. No, (laughs) I have no desire to. And that's so weird for a streaming service for there to be not one single show that I'm into in any way, shape, or form. It just, I don't know. It, it seems like it's uh, doomed to fail if they actually tried to combine it instead of have them run parallel to each other.
1: I mean, even like Peacock has the Lost Symbol series you can hate watch. Yes, so. which I need to start.
0: Uh, come on, Dude, it's Daddy so, Brown. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, is, is it going to reference a Travis Scott concert being a satanic ritual? That seems incredibly up its alley. Let's go season two. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so the uh, the next whatever we want to call it is uh, it's a petition. The masses have risen up; they have uh, decided to speak with one voice. Solidarity forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's that uh, uh, old old image you see of like all the workers with their fists raised into one giant fist. Only it's uh, giving a middle finger to James Corden because there have already <laughs> yeah. been sixteen thousand signatures to keep James Corden out of the wicked movie and honestly respect to them. Cause, uh, he was in cats, Cinderella into the woods and the prom. And I'm not going to say any of those movies were good by any means, but he was not good in any of those movies. What more? And so, uh, it doesn't seem like he's probably that bad a person like, uh, as a performer, but it certainly seems like if he's involved in your project, it speaks to the quality of your project.
1: I know we've been talking about dem- demonic forces a bit, but like, what's more satanic than sitting in rush hour LA traffic trying to get to your job, and James Corden um, like blocks <laughs> off the street and starts hip thrusting at your uh, side window in a mouse costume? Yeah, that, that's
0: <laughs> just the the opening to falling down too. I think is. Um, (laughs) what ends up happening because you know uh god i again i'm i don't want to rag completely on him because you know it's money he's making a small fortune and he, he clearly has a passion for the musical genre um but i i don't think that he is a talented enough performer for there to have anyone have a suspension of disbelief so I can't wait for him to inevitably get cast as, like, one of, like, the good witches or something. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the plot of Wicked is, but Ariana Grande's in it as well. Uh, she's confirmed, though. So we get to have that Disney Channel original movie-level acting take place. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, it's, it's basically, like, a prequel um, to Wizard of Oz where, like, the the wicked witch of the west gets her um tortured to tortured anti-hero to villain or like uh, origin arc um <laughs> So it's because yeah. she's green, <laughs> like, right?
0: I bet the fact that she's green plays a lot uh, into the plot for whatever reason. Or are they totally cool with her, and they're like, "Actually, uh, you you got accepted into Witches University not on the diversity grant." And so you know that they do a whole song about that.
1: Yeah, she, you know, she's just trying to get out of her swamp, and uh, you know the, the discrimination <laughs> she faces. It would it would make anyone turn evil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God, Shrek really is just so good uh, Eminent Domain was br- a lot of themes really in that film that I think uh, people people could, could resonate with uh, especially more so at this time um, our next story is uh, it's a follow up to our story from last week uh, and that is Alex Baldwin is uh, suggesting that Hollywood production should hire police officers to inspect on set fire arms, which uh, I think nothing could possibly go wrong with this. Imagine you're a talented up-and-coming actor, you express some displeasure about the police, and then a cop is the one making sure that the gun doesn't contain any live rounds in it before shooting occurs. What could possibly go wrong here? Uh, it's not like especially cops are known for having a cone of silence surrounding them anyways.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, I think this is really gonna cut down on um, opportunities for uh, black people in, in the extras department of movies because you <laughs> oh, never no. know when a cop is going to be lurking around doesn't know who's who is supposed to be on set and who's not and um i think yeah this is just going to lead to more accidents
0: i can already <laughs> picture the headline right now uh, upcoming HBO Max-Discovery Plus show maligned and delayed indefinitely <laughs> after police <laughs> shoot nine unarmed individuals thinking that he was getting <laughs> bum-rushed as they were just walking <laughs> the back lot. at Warner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Oh, my God. They were so aggressive. You don't understand. I was afraid for my life. Or even worse, he checks out the gun, he hands it to him, and then he looks away and he's like, oh, my God, he has a gun. I'll protect you, (laughs) Alec Baldwin. (laughs) I loved doing Hunt for the Red October.
1: This Rust movie is so infamous now that like I feel like all of us are going to end up seeing it when it comes out.
0: I don't like, know if this, I want to. Like This is—I mean, obviously we will, but my God, I'm going to be like, was this yeah. the scene? You know, like there's going to be a clear delineation yeah, yeah, right. point in the movie where like Alec Baldwin has a very—he has like the 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 come and see PTSD eyes from that point forward yeah. in the shooting. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> You're like wow. I mean, he's really just plumbing such depths of his character here. Like, wonder how he. Oh, that's right, because he killed someone.
1: Yeah, um, and interesting note in this article. Uh, apparently, the last gun-related incident um, that resulted in a death on a movie set was a Brandon Lee in uh, the uh, the Crow yeah 93 i i've i've not seen that one but I've, I've i've heard it's kind of like a cult classic and it did have that sort of stigma to it because of the the accidents on on set like like i imagine rust will uh will in the future
0: yeah i i mean you know it really had just a. Uh, uh... Macabre, I think, element here to it. It's Definitely. it's pretty weird uh, to see. But uh, if we're talk- going to be talking about other productions that also have like a weird element to it, uh, this story about Vin Diesel posting on Instagram asking The Rock to come back to the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, <laughs> he just, you know, s- straight up, it- it's like an X if they were to tag you in an Instagram post, being like, "I miss us."
1: This is such a good Instagram post. Like, you know, you know how like it Twitter is more for posting Instagram's usually for, for more, uh, you know, pictures and and advertising yourself and whatnot to your close friends. But like, we've been seeing some top tier Instagram posts lately there. This one, the Chris Pratt wife post. Oh, of course. Yeah. I I, like, are we, are we entering a golden age of schizo Instagram posting? Cause like, honestly, I can't remember like a better uh, post from from that platform um then that uh, sin, since the the DJ Khaled servers post years ago
0: are you saying you're getting motivated to return to Instagram and join the metaverse is that what's going to happen grift uh oh
1: i mean i, I am I, I do i do have to ramp up grift shop promotion on on there so maybe maybe i'll i'll find my calling well maybe you can also
0: uh, photoshop yourself being like 115% larger than you actually are <laughs> To make it yeah. seem like you're bigger than the rock, as you call the rock your little brother. Brother, <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, oh,
1: yeah, it's just it, absolutely insane energy emanating from this post. The,
0: the uh, fact that he I, used I, Paul Walker <laughs> to be like, this is what Paul would have wanted, you know, that kind of thing where it's like, oh, buddy, oh, God. You were like a bottle and a half in, and you decided to post this. This isn't good.
1: was he referencing Paul Walker when he said I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo? Yes, <laughs> yeah <that's who. laughs> he's calling Paul Walker Pablo, yeah, you where know did that come from
0: <laughs> he can do that, okay.. Uh, I'm sure if we look it up, it's going to be like, it was actually a wonderful nickname for him. I, I I don't fucking know, but it's weird. Like he pulled out all the stops here. And so like half of me wants to think that maybe this is kayfabe or this is something to generate buzz for the rock to come back for Fast and Furious 10. Since that will be like the the end of the Fast Saga, uh, but the other half of it seems to be that the Rock is saying "Fuck that! I want forty million dollars. I'm gonna come back and have to work with you, asshole." And uh, I'm not sure if studios are gonna give Vin Diesel that much money to get the rock in for probably like 15 minutes of screen time.
1: You know, I, I think I think the rock really needs to remember the the lesson of the Fast & Furious franchise. You know, it's all about family, you know, in in the words of Olive Garden, when you're here, you're Pablo. Um <laughs> like uh like yeah, he should he should put aside the differences and uh Vin Diesel clearly and even even in the article Vin Diesel like references like that he was he was kind of a dick to him on set to like get the right performance out of the Hobbs character. He's like, yeah i i may have pushed him too far but uh you really need to come back and and, and finish this for our for our fallen um his fellow hispanic uh paul walker yes
0: true latin blonde hair blue-eyed king paul walker it's yeah. what his argentinian grandfather would have wanted we have to uh, yeah. fulfill yeah. his purpose you see. <laughs> So our uh, our our last story, our last segment here is Warner Brothers is uh, uh, they're doing Matrix Four NFTs. Uh, This is just uh, wild that they're deciding. Well, hey, we're jumping on this NFT train like everybody else, and uh, we're outright doing what we talked about on our on our pilot episode of you know just if you want movie stills, if you want movie posters, if you want fun little knickknacks they're all going to be available digitally as nfts so uh you called it is what i was going to say
1: yeah i mean like him or hate them, um uh, this like crypto shit this nft shit it's not going away and it's clearly getting getting subsumed into the into the greater media
0: apparatus C- can i be um, like the charlie charlie daniels but for crypto be like crypto ain't yeah. going away exclam- you know, posted yeah posted right? once yeah. every day over and over
1: i that'd be great but um yeah take take the red pill um buy a matrix for nft uh I, I wonder i wonder how much it will be worth relative to its purchase value in uh say several years uh will it will it be like a beanie baby level investment will it be like <laughs> buying bitcoin in 2010 oh <laughs> my
0: god oh <laughs> trying to think about how you spent the equivalent of eighty thousand dollars on a handful of Bali pills back in 2010 uh it's it's <laughs> yeah. a it's a pain it's the pain to think about
1: uh bro i'm i'm still i'm still kicking myself for my a freshman year um floor mate friend who who had mined bitcoin and was like oh you want to you want to throw a couple hundred bucks at me I'll, I'll hold some for you i'm like god fucking damn it
0: <laughs> <laughs> he owns now uh several islands in the mediterranean
1: yeah a, a real a real island boy <laughs> <laughs>
0: As <laughs> long as it's not Epstein's or Little St. James, uh, I think it's okay. Um, yeah. th- this this NFT, though, I think is going to be fascinating to see what the next big movie is. Because, you know, people are, 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 I think, somewhat rightfully wondering and questioning whether or not this cheapens things. But like everything else and kind of like what you were talking about, it's going to get normalized. It's going to get incorporated. And so, like, when NFTs become like, I don't know, ticket stubs. For these actual movies, I wonder if that's going to be the thing that's kind of the last straw. As you open up your AMC Stubs account or your, you know, your i Wallet, and then you have an NFT from your experience where you get a limited edition digital still from the movie or whatever it would be. It just seems like this is the way of the future.
1: I I can't wait for the Dune 2 NFTs that you'll be able to redeem at uh, gas stations for the the fake weed spice. Yes. Oh, my
0: God, (laughs) please. Oh, pump that straight into my veins! I want that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is going to do it, I think, for uh, an episode. I'm gonna do something right before plugs, though, so don't go anywhere, okay? We are very excited to announce that since we're two white guys with a podcast, we of course now have a Patreon. Dun dun dun! It's it's a giant exciting news cue the uh, amazing sound effects. I will definitely forget to put in here. Now, there's al- already some bonus content on there, like archive. Episodes, uh, bonus episodes from past shows that we did, RIP, Bad Idea for a Podcast, as well as several PDFs of public domain comic issues that we've come across. Uh, in fact, we've just released a Freedom Collective four-issue limited series run. Kind of imagines what a communist superhero comic would look like uh, in the golden age. I think it's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy reading it, and I'm glad I can share it with everyone. Now, our current goal is to hit 25 patrons, so that way then we can uh, make one extra show a week to just for our patrons. Uh, uh, And and so uh, is this Patreon episode going to be another rapid fire rundown? Is it going to be more of a long form review or in a recap? Uh, Simply put, we don't know, but for $5 a month, you can help us figure it out and we can help uh, pump that sweet, sweet content right into your ear holes. So, Also, uh, I guess before I forget, that isn't enough. We've also made a tier where for $50, uh, we will just watch whatever the fuck you want us to watch. So go (laughs) ahead and throw it at us. We'll record an episode on it and release it to the general public. Uh, It it is just something we want to do. We're very excited for all of this. And of course, uh, we would love your support as we try and grow the show. So uh, that's my little PSA for everyone saying please also shout out to the people who have already uh jumped on the patreon uh we released our pilot episode it went so well that i went ahead and edited it mixed it and put it on and uh, we've gotten some amazing feedback about this so looking forward to what all we're gonna have in store.
1: hell yeah (laughs) thank you um and just it just like i've been i've been uh doing guest spots on shows for like two years now and, you know, podcasting with my own for like, you know, a year and a half, whatnot. Um, i as someone who's named literally grift on the internet, I have never had a Patreon before. So this, this is a, this is a huge milestone for, for the <laughs> entire grift, grift media net, uh, network that we're, that we sort of ad hocly created. That's right. Um, and yeah, yeah. And I, th- I, th- I think you owe us five bucks a month just for me holding off on dropping a Patreon this long. If we <laughs> (laughs) could if we could resist the temptation uh you can give in to the temptation please please uh yes and there's a there's a lot of great stuff on there so you know five bucks a month uh it's either that or another carton of milk um make make the (laughs) right decision not even a full carton
0: unfortunately in in joe biden's america (laughs) yeah uh yeah i mean i i am really excited for this um you know, um, again, we just want to hit 25 patrons before we start committing to doing things twice a week so that way then we know that uh, people care enough to pay money. Because we know that y'all care, and that means the world to us. But the fact that uh, enough of you care enough for us to uh, try and figure out what day of the week we can also record on, uh, that that is uh, the logistics issue that we are facing. So, uh, <laughs> looking forward to that inevitably when the time comes. Uh, in the meantime, though, Grift, where can people find you? What have you got to plucked?
1: Uh as always, uh I'm at Griff Shop uh on Twitter. The O is a zero in the handle. Uh you know, you know what it is? Griff.shop. Uh we got the satanic panic collection I just dropped today. We got a pretty sweet Baphomet pentagram on, on some hats. So, um, hail Satan and, uh, listen to Travis Scott.
0: <laughs> this is a full bodied endorsement, both for Travis Scott and for Satan. So, uh, I'm very <laughs> excited for that. Uh, also, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can, you can find us at G I G O cast. That's right. New, new Twitter handle shouldn't uh, trip over it. You can also find this on Patreon, patreon.com slash garbage and garbage out. Uh, or, uh, if you want, you can also find this on our, on our pod page, which is kind of like a li- uh, improvement over Linktree. Uh, it's podpagecom slash garbage and garbage out. Uh, once we get enough of your sweet, sweet Patreon dollars, we'll uh, end up buying a domain name and then get things rolling that way. So just looking forward to it. It's going to be another amazing week. Uh, can, wait to just see what other hellish trailers of gen x content we can make fun of next
1: please uh pardon the weekly helping of trash that we deposit outside your door
0: (laughs) (laughs) the old gods are dead only trash remains let's say goodbye peace deuces